Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Crime Library. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jesse. And this week, we are discussing the serial killer whisperer, how one man's tragedy helped unlock the deadliest secrets of the world's most terrifying killers by Pete Early. And that's a little list of ever growing. Yeah, that's a long one. Taglines. I think that might be our longest one. That one, yeah, it might be up there. We got a lot of we've been, yeah, we we should. We'll do like a tally, like (laughs) how many words? How many words? All right. Well, we're trying to stall because this one was a rough one, but let's yeah, let's talk about this shit before we do though. Trigger warning, trigger warning. Oh my God, yes. Warning, trigger I warning. was thinking that when I was reading the book, I was like, we haven't done a trigger warning in a while just because we forgot. We absolutely should. So you're great. Yes. Trigger warning yes. for everything you can imagine. Yes, yes, yes. Um, There is, I can't even name them all because it's a lot and yeah. it's all deeply There's disturbing. There's sexual assault, obvious. Well, I was about to say, obviously murder. Sexual assault, murder, uh, like, just everything and a lot of it there's is cannibalism there's cannibalism yeah. assault against children there's necrophilia yeah. there's and a lot of there's it a dog is... there's animals yeah yeah, yeah like for real and a lot of it goes one, into detail yeah so it's it you know and some of the other ones yeah it was hard but it, this one goes into a lot of detail so if you're not into like gory because it's gory at times. Yeah. I think we'll get into it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into just, it because I got just, a lot to say about yeah. it. Yeah. So this is just the warning. <laughs> trigger warning. That's your warning. Um, how did you like the book? It was not what I was expecting. Right. I agree. I, I think we keep jumping into these. I was expecting the basis of what the book was. Um, we'll get into it more, but just like a quick sum- summarization. Um, this boy gets a TBI and starts eventually starts writing to like serial killers and becomes kind of like pen pals with some of them, which is what I was expecting the book to be. I thought, I yeah, it was going to be more about Tony, our yeah. main character, the boy who gets it. Yeah, I, I was, was not expecting focused. the amount of like details we got. Um, right. So we went into it thinking it was going to be kind of like a story, but a lot of the book is actual letters like from serial from, killers. Yeah. Three so in, main serial yeah. killers uh, that they focus on, but he writes to like, a lot. Yeah. I would say but probably yeah. over a hundred and he's still doing it to this day. So um, yeah. So I, like I said, not what I was expecting. Um, I did not hate the book, but I, I, didn't really like enjoy it either. Um, I loved this book. Did you? I <laughs> really loved this book. Not hated, hated yeah. the letters, loved right. the writing. That's probably what it more for was me too. It was I tough. think it was if tough. it was what we just were wanting, I think I would have enjoyed it more because that part of the book I really liked, like the Tony and yeah, his um, I think I would have enjoyed it more. But yeah, it was hard for me. It was hard to get through. It's a it was... hard, it's a hard book. So that, that takes it some like notches down for yeah, me. But... And I originally, cause we were driving, I originally listened to it um, on audio. Big mistake. 
because the narrator does these voices for the serial killer letters that literally make you want to vomit. Yeah, I, mean, I the, listen the to The context it. in yeah. general is bad. Yeah. But I just can't. It was too much. So I stopped listening to it and start reading it. Reading and I think it, yeah. I got uh, more enjoyment out of the writing style. And right. I don't know. For some reason, it all worked for me. Yeah. I don't. I, I mean, I can really understand that. I don't think it is. was. Like the last book we read was terrible. There's like, like- that section <laughs> at the end and we'll get into But one serial killer talks about how Tony kind of helps uh, victims of this serial killer. There's that section right at the end mm-hmm. that was really interesting and well-written. And like, right. I could literally read a whole other book about that. Mm-hmm. So it made me want to like seek out. There's a couple of people that we've done uh, books on that I've wanted to read more of their stuff and he's one right of them. so for well, me that's it was good. good that's yeah. good yeah like I said I didn't I'm gonna take a it. break for a while <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't my favorite and I just think it mostly is because of how heavy the material was yeah. not that any of these have not been heavy but no. just because there was so much of it no I think because <laughs> I was thinking about it and there's that quote at the beginning about um, if you don't something about how if you don't go into it wanting to know how the killer got from a baby to this co- killer, then mm-hmm. you're just going in for basically crime porn. Uh, literally, I feel like every one of those letters written was crime porn. Crime porn. Them. Yeah, that's that's a great. Yeah. And not like nothing really came out of it. No, there was there's bits and pieces and hope, but and we'll talk about it. But it just seemed like enjoyment for the serial killer. So mm-hmm. I yeah, I yeah. can agree okay. with that, too. All right. So let's get into it because <laughs> I could talk about this forever and how much. Yeah, it was an up and down roller coaster of fuck fest. But so let's talk about Tony first. Yes. Anthony. Siaglia. Siaglia. Anthony Siaglia, who's Italian. And I, did you see our, does your book have the pictures at the end? I did it. I listened to it. Oh, you didn't. Okay. So there's pictures at the end I want to send you and look at. And it is literally, if you had pulled out an Italian family and plopped them on the page, it is them. The dad (laughs) just has that. Like heavy set Italian guy look to him. Anthony and his brother have like the Guido, the Jersey Guido look, even uh-huh. though they're from Texas and Las Vegas. Vegas, yeah. It is Italian to a T. And there's that. a part in the book where he talks about getting dropped off at this camp mm-hmm. and his father kisses him goodbye. And he's like, I just want to say that he's Italian. We kiss when we say hello, goodbye, like in yeah. the godmother. <laughs> and I can see that. Yeah, like true Italian country. families really do that. It's so funny. It's so cute. So Anthony was what, 15 or was he 13? Um, when this happened, he was yeah. 15. Okay. So he was 15 in 1992, right? Mm-hmm. When he went to a camp, he was yes. having fun and he ends up getting hit in the back of the head by Wave Runner. Basically yeah. like a jet ski like yeah. thing. Hit in the back of the head. But yeah, yeah. Just let that sit for a minute. Like, and he's still alive to. today. I don't know how that happens, but he 
gets hit in the back of the head. He dies three times on the way to the hospital. He yeah. has to be like life flighted to the hospital. Mm-hmm. They don't think he's going to make it. His parents are like told straight up from the doctor. Hey, I don't want to be, you know, yeah. giving you hope where there's no hope. He's not going to make it. Somehow yeah, I don't remember through. the numbers, but they were talking about like the it was the, 40, like the fluid level. Yes, forty times the amount. And he kept of going normal. up. He got eventually to forty-seven <laughs> before it started to come back down, and that's Crazy. the pressure on your brain. There was yes. nowhere uh-huh. for it to go. To go. It was stuck inside yeah. his. I don't. The human brain is a mystery, and it's because. Crazy. He had a traumatic brain injury. They find out afterwards when he does eventually come out of his coma. They talk about, um, what was it? Star bursting. Yeah. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. It's like a baseball hits a windshield and all the cracks that kind of come. Yeah. Out of this. It's like you see the initial impact and then there's all these little like breakages. Yeah. And they don't know what that could do to his brain, especially right at that moment. He's in this coma. They don't know what's been impacted. Literally, his brain has like whipped forward in his head Mm -hmm. and whipped back in his head. Ouch. That just gave me a headache. No. (laughs) It's something you don't think about ever. But that can happen and it's yeah. just, and it literally messes up his frontal lobes. Mm-hmm. So when he comes out of this coma, he has to go and rehab. He has to learn how to like eat, walk, swallow, all this stuff yeah. all over again. And he's still not cognitively like there. Like they'll ask him questions like which doesn't belong in this group yeah. of things. And it takes of utensils. A There's utensils yeah. in a car. Which one doesn't belong? And he's like, I don't, I don't it know. It takes him a lot longer to mentally like get to a livable way yeah even it sounds like to this day like he's going to be with his parents or somebody Mm -hmm. taking care of him for the rest of his life yeah so that's so sad so hard on the family and they just pushed for him and didn't give up and he recovered physically pretty fast because he was determined but his brain was damaged there's that you can't really yeah you can only do so much with that i was talking about how his like the fibers of his brain were shredded. Mm-hmm. That's an awful word. Yeah. <laughs> Think about And you can't really like brain injuries themselves are pretty just like hard to recover from. And then you yeah. have this like severe traumatic brain injury. That's like, yeah. So for him to, like you said, physically come back, it's, he did come back pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, relatively speaking. Hard. Um, and even like mentally, it's kind of amazing. Yeah, because they didn't think he was gonna make it. Exactly. Like he wasn't completely the same as he was before, but overall, like he he came really far, like yeah, from dying no three doubt. times, being in a coma, thinking like he'd probably be never being nothing more than like a quote unquote vegetable. Oh, yeah. They the nurses they, they said that. Yeah. Um, that's like literally what they thought. So for him to even be, be here. so, yeah. And yeah. I think like, that's pretty cool. So yeah, pretty, that's, pretty strong, pretty strong crazy. person right there. <laughs> it's crazy what you can like overcome all the time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and it broke his family a little bit because yeah. now they're they're learning how to live with Tony. Yeah, exactly. And Tony's not trying, just trying to live uh-huh. like and he has yeah. very because of his 
a brain injury, he has like outbursts where he can't control mm-hmm. his emotions. And that's kind of what starts him on his like discovery into these serial killers. Right. Um, and he has like kind of like you were saying, he had when he died, he had um visions or however near-death experiences yeah. where he's saying that Jesus told him, You can come with me be happy and blah 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 or you can go back to your parents but you'll never be the same and he chose Mm -hmm. to go back he talks about how he feels like there's a purpose he just doesn't know what that purpose is Mm -hmm. and he goes through phases i think anyone on medication goes through phases like this where because of his traumatic brain injury he's on a massive amount of oh yeah like mood stabilizers antidepressants like all kinds of stuff yeah and he doesn't have an actual life. It like leaves him feeling kind of zombie-like. And like he talks about how he's not really like up for it sexually mm-hmm. in most cases, because a lot of those medications can do that to you. So he goes through phases where he wants to wean off the medication, which is fine, but not fine. Because for him, without that medication, his life just doesn't work. Yeah. Like there's never gonna be a time for him where he's gonna be off the medication, which I know in itself is a hard thing to realize like that you depend it on something else for the rest of your life so i don't know how he ends up there but he ends up looking for he ends up looking at murder memorabilia which is the creepiest fucking thing kind of creepy besides writing the serial killers is just so fucking creepy so he ends up on these murder memorabilia websites like late at night in his room and he ends up buying uh a letter from Ted Bundy, supposedly, because there's yeah. really no way to actually know if what these people are selling is Ted Bundy's yes, shit yes. or not. But he ends up buying that, and then the guy actually calls him and is like, "Are you interested in Manson's hair? <laughs> like, are you?" It's so fucking creepy. It's just like there is uh, a very fine line, a yeah. very fine line of being like interested in things that happen to people and obsessed with the actual act of yeah. killing people like we obviously are into true crime and into like the information and the stories but i would never go and buy charles never manson's hair sorry and no. I, i'm sorry because i will get into this in a little while but i would never fucking write a killer i would never like never Ever, because I don't want to glorify a goddamn thing that any of yeah. these people do. Yeah. So eventually he just comes to the decision that he's going to write serial killers on his own. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I just don't. I like, think his from thinking, his... Go yeah, ahead. because he has had this traumatic brain injury and something like he's... And like we all here is that that's something that can cause a murderer to be a murderer. That's one yeah, of the... Yeah, but he doesn't know that at first. It's something that comes up, like, later on in his letters. Does it, though? Yeah. I thought that's, like, how he started every letter. It was, like, I've had this TBI. Yeah, no, he talks about his TBI, but he doesn't... Yeah, I thought he was doing it to, like, relate to them. Mm-mm. He doesn't mm-hmm. realize that until later with Shawcross something. See, that's just maybe... Me thinking that everyone thinks like me, I guess. That's me assuming. <laughs> no, well, I just don't know how you go from. And I get that. I get, yeah. I get when that you say he like thinks that, differently. Yes. So I think for me, that's where it was harder to relate to him. Right. Than knowing that his brain doesn't work the way our brain works. Or that's like so my true. brain doesn't work the way your brain works. So everybody's brain works differently. 
I get that. But even like- if he didn't realize that like the TBI was a thing, he still felt like an outcast. Yeah. Okay. And All right. That makes sense. There are these people who, you know, yeah, so I because they're, think he it does was just when he goes he, back yeah, to school year exactly. old, years earlier, the kids are real fucking mean to him. Yeah. Douchebags. At first, he said they were like all about it because, right. They were was, excited. It was like, and like, yeah. And it was, it was like, like a the thing, cool to rally thing behind. Exactly. Yeah. And then after a few weeks, it wasn't like this new exciting thing anymore. As, that sounds like terrible, but that's, they were, they were kids and that's what they were thinking. Yeah. They were and dickheads. dickheads exactly. Shredded. Like high school kids typically are. <laughs> um, and yeah, I hope people like learn now. Um, this was a long, long time ago and it wasn't that long ago. Well, in nineties, that's the 30 years ago, girlfriend. Sarah, we're not talking about that. 1992 right was 30 years ago. <laughs> We're not talking about that. Right <laughs> no, now. I know what you mean. It, it's not that long ago in the scheme of things. But I'm, I, what I'm saying is, I hope that kids now are I don't more so. open minded. Honestly, I don't. But well, if, if you're in high school and you listen to this, I hope you're nice. <laughs> <laughs> nice but yeah, anywho, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. So he okay, felt so like an outcast. Sense. Like the outsider, like, okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. It still doesn't cor- for me correlate well, to no but again but i get it yes. i get it i get it I yeah it. i felt like you know like an outsider but never enough to be like i'm gonna go i need, to, I need to write a serious killer but i've never been in his situation so true very true you don't ever you don't know all right so now we're about to get to the part we don't want to talk about yeah <laughs> So the book um, kind of goes in first with one serial killer and then it kind of mingles two other ones and it focuses on those three right up until the very end where you're introduced to a fourth. Mm-hmm. The first one being Arthur Shawcross. Yes. And uh, I will say, so I wanted to say this, I did hear about, we so we have Arthur Shawcross, David Gore, and um, what is his name? Jonathan. Jonathan. Matheny, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I did know about David Gore and John Matheny, and I ended up knowing about the guy at the end. I f- will have to look up his name, but the Alaska killer guy. Sells. We'll get there. But yeah. So anyway. I did know about three of them. I never heard of Arthur Shawcross, which is so weird because <laughs> he's a serial killer from Rochester, which yeah. is like an hour away from me. The river that he dumped his victims in is literally the town where I grew up on. It's like their main money thing. The Salmon River is like their main uh, tourist attraction and they mm-hmm. get their money during fishing season. He literally dumped bodies in there and I had no clue this guy existed. Although <laughs> when we were young, my mom took us to Rochester for something. I don't remember what it was. And we got lost and we're in this little gas station. And she's like, I don't want to get out. Uh, everyone lock your doors. This is not where we should be. Like Rochester is not, not the place you want to be. Apparently. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Yeah. Arthur, I didn't know about him at all. I didn't either. It was so close to home. Yeah, I know. That is close to home for you. Like they were talking I didn't about know about Watertown. him either. They were talking about Binghamton. Like, I have family yeah, literally yeah. everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I had no idea about this guy. Okay, anyways, we're again stalling. So, Arthur Sharkrest is a serial killer that they caught after he um, murdered a few sex workers. Mm-hmm. They don't know the exact number because they've asked him about cold cases and he doesn't want to like cop up to it. But then you learn 
he'd actually been in jail for murdering two children. Yeah. Years earlier and yeah. was released and moved around yeah. a bunch because he couldn't find a quote unquote safe space to be. Yes. Because when he got out of jail, out. they put him in like these small towns where people eventually found out who he was. And obviously, we're like, this guy is not going to live here. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he sexually assaulted and killed these two children. Yeah, two children. So, and yeah. he got manslaughter for one of them. Yeah. That was all he got. It kind of, in the book, it kind of breezes over it just because Arthur doesn't talk about it a lot. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot of information on that. He does go into, for, I will give credit to Tony, whatever he says to these Jews, they are ready and willing to like go into their shit with him. So that's something that not a lot of people have done is get Mm -hmm. literally into it with serial killers. Yeah. But basically he's, he grew up, his mother sexually assaulted him when he was younger. Yeah. And that was hard to read. And yeah. the whole explaining by Shawcross about it was awful. He goes on to kill these children, goes to jail, gets out, and then starts killing sex workers and yeah. eating parts of their vagina. Yeah. 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 I just want to breeze through that as fast as I fucking I know. can. I know. And through his writing, I will say this, it's very clear that he lives in a fantasy land where everyone was sexually attracted to him and he could get sex anytime he wanted. Mm -hmm. There was a lady in his building. There was another lady. There was a homeless woman. Like everyone wanted to have sex. And he phrases every time he talks about any of the women he killed, he phrases it as they had sex. And then the women said they were going to cry rape. So then he had to kill them. Right. right, Every time it's the same story and it's complete total bullshit yeah basically what they found out is that he couldn't perform (laughs) from other prostitutes he found out he couldn't perform and when the women would laugh at him or like something would happen he would get angry and kill them Mm -hmm. and then again eat part of their vagina yeah yeah and he gets really into it with tony and we Mm -hmm. have so many letters and so many descriptions yeah there's a lot from him is that we don't have as much of what Tony sent, but what we do seems very like I don't want to say kiss assy because that sounds awful. I know what you like, mean. Suck up, be like, yeah, wow, what you did is this, and that sounds very interesting. It, it very much seems like he's hyping up what they did to get these, and I don't know. What team he- might be to an extent to like not because remember when Tony asks. Arthur about the children yeah, the first time. Right and he's yeah. like, yeah. He's like, don't you ever ask me about that again. That's off limits. And then Tony's like, well, how am I supposed to know it's off limits if you don't tell me? But it's like, I think he is trying to get. But do you think, I think he genuinely just is asking questions because it interests him. I don't think he's trying to get. Well, I don't think, I don't think he's necessarily trying to do it for the greater good. I think he wants to know like for himself. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Like we say, like, it might not be the most. Because he know. does go into conversations with all of them. About I think how- he truly does, like, want to know, like, what they did, why they did it, how they did it. Yeah. At first, obviously, like, we're going to get into it where, you know, his mind kind of changes. But at first, maybe it is just all for him because he is getting this, yeah. like, I am really interested in this. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I think he is 
like you're saying, sucking up to them. Yeah, but I think he's like trying that, to butter them up so yeah, they're willing I don't know, to. But I think he trusts. No, him I don't think that that's what he's doing at all. Though I think he genuinely yeah. is kind of interested and wants to know and like feels Which, his way. And I don't disagree with that either, because I think he like we'll get into like we'll get into this. We'll get into this. <laughs> I feel like I keep saying that, but towards the. Like, and it says something about how he's never really, like, seen the victims before. It's yeah, always no, no, just no. been. Yeah. We'll but I think, yes. yeah, but just to At go this off stage, your point what I'm there, saying I think, think that he is very connected to the serial killers. Yes. Yeah. And I think he is forming a bond with them. So to your point, I can agree. Which with I that understand that there, I know a lot of people in my own life who things aren't a concept to them. It's what's right in front of them. So what's right in front right. of them is this letter and this connection with this person. And he's yeah. also doing it, I think, because we talked about his anger and his outburst. And he wants mm-hmm. to know, eventually he does find out that uh, a lot of these people have like brain injuries or right. things yeah. like that. So he wants to know, could I become a serial killer? Uh-huh. And maybe what to do. He doesn't necessarily ever say what to do not to stop it, or, like to stop it. I never read that unless I'm, thinking what do you mean it to stop getting like, it how to become a serial killer no i don't think he was like getting how to's but he wasn't getting the information and being like why could i or how could i prevent myself from doing this with my angry well outburst? he kind of talked about it with like his dad and his dad's like yeah but you like you couldn't do that right but and I he is like, like well, when those dad. kids were being mean to me, I wanted to kill them. I thought about killing right. them. And his dad was making him realize, like, those feelings. You, not that, like, yeah, oh, my God, it's so normal that you're wanting, like you're saying here, and you want to kill people. No, but, you know, but feeling yeah. oh, that anger, anger. Yes, is, exactly. Yeah. Like, towards somebody who hurt you. Yeah. Especially and made you feel that way. That. Like, yeah. that's not unusual. Right. Like, it's. You know, it's more than that. I don't But I feel like that's somebody else telling him. We never get him saying, I'm not capable until later when he does have this connection with the Yeah, but maybe he he was never sure if he was or wasn't until he realized. Maybe there was always this I think we're getting into why I love this book so much because it is fucking fascinating. Because obviously as he wrote to these guys more, but he's asked like some of them about TBIs and some of them were like, no, that never happened. And right. some of them were like, yeah, you know, my brain got fucked up. Yeah. But maybe in the back of his mind, yeah. David Gorsa. Um, maybe in the back of his mind, he was always like a little bit like worried about it. Yeah. So. Which makes sense because his anger and his emotions get up. Mm-hmm. So I get it, but it just seems like such a fucking weird dynamic. It and does. It, but and it is interesting as hell. It, that I yeah. Think that's and it is a weird dynamic, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying any of this is like, yeah, cool. Go right to serial killers and be their best friend by any means. But this is what is what is happening. (laughs) So he gets like into it. Child Cross is like his first like kind of in-depth one. Right. Yeah. But they like call each other best friends. They call each other best friends. But also Tony's family gets in because the rule is that Tony has to bring the letters home and they all read it together. And then he can go and like 
write write a reply, but his parents read that too. And then his, eventually they put a phone line in his room that becomes the murder line. Yeah. Cause they're talking to now they're uncomfortable that he's like giving out their home phone number. So they're like, no, but then they start talking to Shawcross and yeah, he gives yeah. his mom like recipes and stuff. Uh-huh. His whole family gets into this. Yeah, thing. they do for sure. That's weird as shit. But it is weird. And I'm not saying it's not. And I'm not saying by any means that like these guys are good guys and this and that. But no, I like, know what you're going to say. Right if you now. go back a few books with I Ray, know, I and I thought about this the entire time because unfortunately they are still humans because. I literally in this moment, this is where I get so easily swayed. I was like, that dude deserves a death penalty. But then I was like, no, no, <laughs> he doesn't, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. You have to go back. That's what I mean. And does right. And like, I'm not saying that these people deserve any ounce of like remorse or your sympathy. No. Like they no, don't, but I, they are still people. I know. And, and if there are people willing to that's the correct be kind to them yes i understand all that you that. can't fault them because i'm not I mean, faulting them I no just i know i'm just like myself i'm not saying position. you are i'm just saying you in a general term right. like it's it is it's weird it's so it's so weird and this book is so freaking fascinating to me but yeah and i, I mean, think too because the writer really does have access to everything that is happening yeah he was like with them for yeah. Some he of went it with them and, and some of the things like crazy. he was in their life. So you mm-hmm. you get the good, bad, and like ugly. Like you don't. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't shy away from anything. So and he does. I don't think he tries to make Tony look grander than he is. He he's just like this is what happened. He ended up writing yeah. these dudes, and yeah, this is what happened. Think about it how you will. So I, yeah, I, I really again I enjoyed this book. Yeah. All right. No, as we're talking about it, I like see what you mean with all like the there's like it's more in depth. Yeah. No. Once you actually dig into it. Well, I 100 percent understand. <laughs> once you though, read it doing. and like the surface level of it, it's like, yeah, but it's also like, oh, my God, yeah. that's kind of gross. We're saying but now- <laughs> Arthur Shawcross's letters and the letters that we'll get to for Methaney and Gore are so in-depth and detailed and they're yeah, we're not even really gonna read. Be. <laughs> we're not gonna cover any of those because we cannot it is no horrifying. we'll bring up some points from them but we're not going to like so if you read this it. book be forewarned it is a good book but it is something you need to be yeah. prepared for so uh let's move on to john Matheny. all who right is let's probably do i need you right now yes google him I'm about to because I his didn't really like know. I googled about all him. of them. He is legitimately what horror movies are made of. I don't know how to spell it. M e t h a n y. I think. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it came up. I was spelling it math. <laughs> math, Annie. Joe. Which I thought it was. Is it Joe? Joe? It is Joe. Yeah, I thought it was. I Joe. said Joe at first, and then you said John. Oh, oh my god, is that really him? That is really him. Horror movies, right? The wait, the big huge fat guy? The big huge fat guy. You don't oh remember god. in the book where he talks about being overweight and sitting yeah. on the stool? I do remember that, but I couldn't remember if it was Gore Methany, to be honest. But nope. now that you said it, I've now I remember the part that it was at. So yes. It was Ew. okay. Ew. Is yeah. he not horrifying? Dude, I'm like just can you imagine that man? 
coming to murder you? Absolutely not. Ew. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Nope. I'm kind of glad I did it. I looked up Arthur Shawcross and that was the only one I looked up because I wanted to know what these people looked like. Um, He is legitimately what horror movies are made out of. And there's a point. Yeah, he like is in the books too. Even without knowing his face. There's a point in the book where he literally ripped out his tooth and mailed it to Tony. Yeah. Like this guy is so messed up. Completely. Okay, so John Matheny is a man who killed, again, not sex workers, but like people who would frequent his bar, his regular bar, Mm -hmm. women who would frequent his regular bar. And after he killed them, he'd have sex with them because he preferred them to be dead when he had sex with them. Then he would drop them up and use their meat for his barbecue sandwiches that he would sell. Yeah. When I first heard about this. Yes. It was like an episode of some show. I was like, that's fucking weird. But the details that you actually get from him are so much more horrifying than you can possibly imagine. And he stands by all of it. Yeah. Most of these dudes, except for Gore, I think, because he wants to still be considered innocent at some point. Yeah. Most of these dudes are straight up like, this is what I did. This is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. He gives him like uh, recipes for human meat when eventually um, Tony and Tony's father meet all these people. But when they meet Metheny, he talks uh, his last words to uh, Tony is like, you got to kill somebody and have sex with them because it's so much better when they can't talk. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I know. It's horrifying. I know. I know. He, like, they're all bad. They're all awful. I'm not saying one is better than the other, but this dude is nightmare inducing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's really not a whole lot to. And I mean, he is so huge. Like, fighting him off would be virtually impossible for most people. Yeah. And these people, these women are drugged and yes drunk and exactly he went for ones who were already in a state where they were more incapable of doing that yeah the only reason he was caught was because the girl one of the victims got away Mm -hmm. and uh, just happened to flag down a police officer yeah they caught him like right away and there's so much fucked up yeah and it was like right like when it was happening yeah that's like trying to actively kill her yeah like eat her and you don't know how many people he did it with they found a couple of bodies you don't know how many with all of these you don't know what their actual kill count is and he talks about this is so awful i'm gonna do it quick he talks about how his first murder victim was a 12 year old little girl that he raped and killed and then repeatedly came back to her body to okay yeah yeah okay pleasure himself okay anyway anyways (laughs) uh disgusting yeah oh my god that just made me want to vomit exactly there's no way to get through this book without saying horrible stuff but even and we're brushing over it and i don't want to like be gross but they go into detail about and i brought her up because (laughs) her and a few other people that he writes tony about are still out there yeah 
at some point for Tony, it becomes not just relating to these serial killers. It actually does become, I can help these victims. Yeah. And that was an interesting change to see and a pretty cool thing to see. So he actively tries to find this little girl and bring some kind of peace. Yeah. And they haven't, which is even like awful, but he's trying to do it. And that it was a, I don't want to say nice, but like that was interesting. I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he started off with one reason and then eventually it became clear to him like, hey, I have these guys ear like they trust me with stuff. If I can. And he straight up would tell them like, tell me about this because I'm interested mm-hmm. in the cold cases. Like he had no like sneakiness or sleuth. No, about exactly. Him. He just straight up told them and his mission became like still kind of relating to the guys, but yeah. also finding out details. I think he still definitely had a bond with them. Yeah, I a mean, friendship. you can't become, so much of his life revolved around yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. apart from it. But like I think that. he kind of had, like, almost a wake-up call that it was more than just that. And so. I think it was, again, I brought up the little girl, because I think it was her that actually set yeah. it off for him, like, I need to help find these people. Because he kept thinking about her. hmm Yeah. I literally am so anxious and, like, sick. He was the one who drew the map, or was it Gore? Gore was the one who drew the map. Okay. We'll go That's to... That's what I thought, yeah. Gore next. So David Gore and his yeah. cousin, Fred. Fred something. The Waterfield. Doesn't really matter. I don't give a shit. He's no. a piece of shit. Um, it's funny because I had his last name. So that's all, that's all I put. <laughs> what a last name. Too. Waterfield. So he goes on to also write to David Gore. And he's the third part of kind of Tony's main like circle. Uh, David Gore and Fred Waterfield would go around abducting teenage girls mostly. Yeah. But sometimes older women raping and killing them. Gore would scalp them to save for trophies. Mm-hmm. And then they'd bury, I guess, bury their bodies in orange groves, which is there from yeah. Florida. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. Vero, Vero Beach. But not a whole lot of their bodies are found. Um, no. The only reason Gore is caught is because he abducted two hitchhikers. Yeah. Brought them back to his house. Yeah. Uh, violated them. And then one of them got away and he ran out and literally shot this girl mm-hmm. and a kid on a bike happened to see it yeah so he goes home tells his mom the mom goes to the cops then they catch him with another the second girl inside the house yeah so that's the only reason he got caught the level of comfort you have to have to blatantly shoot somebody in the middle of the day he's yeah. buck naked she's buck naked for awful fucking reasons yeah, shoot, it like literally shoots her and, and doesn't give a shit. They're teenagers. Yeah, they're girl. They're you have they're, to look yeah. up the pictures because her picture is at the end of the book. Oh, uh, I bet it's heartbreaking. Just so like young and so yeah. like you can tell like she was a beautiful person. It's yeah, I I want to cry. Uh, and the only like they had picked her up, her up, her and her friend up. And because they didn't have a ride to the beach that day. So they're like, well, just hitchhike. And they hitchhike. They get picked up. The little brother sees them get picked up. And somebody sees them in the van. And 
the person who sees them is like Waterfield's family or something. Mm-hmm. So it they was just her boyfriend's family. Okay. And her boyfriend. I thought they said they assumed it was just Waterfield's kid. It was, they assumed it was his kid, but they know oh, okay. her boyfriend. God, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So yes, he had yes, to go yes, and yes, do the yes. alibi. Yeah. And then, yeah. So like Waterfield leaves so he can, you know, have his alibi. Because they so would do was, them like together, but it seems like Gore would also just do it on his own. I don't know. Because you don't know a whole lot about no, what exactly. he's not talking with exactly. Waterfield. But they would try and do them together, but they would also just kind of leave each other to do whatever at the same time. Like, yeah, I think there was they just plenty didn't. of kills. He talked about that Waterfield wasn't right. there. I think they just had this, like, I don't think it was necessarily like, Oh, if we're going to do this, we have to do it together. I think it was like, we can well, do it he together said when we can like, pact about it. Right. And he said that, but literally, I think they both so these knew- two are cousins. They've grown yeah. up together. They literally, for some fucking reason, were just born cousins that grew into killing people together. And the reason they started talking about this is because. Are you going to talk about the mom? Yes, because oh they both God. had a sexual attraction to Waterfield's mom. Waterfield's mom. She like walked in, you could see her nipples. And then like David Gore thought about it. And then Waterfield was like, man, I'd like to suck on those about his own mother. <laughs> And Gore's like, oh, yeah. And then they just realized that they could be like fucking creeps together. <laughs> like disgusting. <laughs> oh, so again, you oh. don't know where they started, how many victims they have. Mm-hmm. Gore was actually like an uh, auxiliary police dude, which is kind of, I guess, would be like the school dudes, right? Oh, okay. I don't know. He didn't have any power to arrest anybody or anything. Right, like right, that. right. He's like a deputy. Like a glorified Like Dwight from guard. the office. Yeah, yeah. A glorified but security not, guard. I mean, but serial killer. Yeah. So he had a badge and he would pull people over. Yeah. That was their rules for a long time until eventually he, a girl gets away from him and he gets that stripped from him. A couple of days later, he's hiding out in the back of someone's fucking car, gets caught on that he has like rope and shit and like a serial killer kit goes to jail for a little tiny while gets let back out and just continues to keep killing people it just blows my mind because what except for joe metheny that all these men had already been in jail you're telling me (laughs) they're dudes in jail for marijuana charges from like 50 years ago, but you can't keep a serial killer in jail. A rapist, hiding. even a rapist. Oh, okay. Sorry. Let's go all the way back to Shawcross. You telling me a, you can't keep a dude who murdered two children and in jail? sexually assaulted two of them because there were signs that they were sexually assaulted. Yeah. You're telling me you can't keep him in jail. Mm, but you know what? You got some weed on you and a bong. You're in jail for life, sucker. <sighs> I mean, we figured out if you're here at this episode, we have figured out that the system fucking sucks, but it is annoying and like heartbreaking to see it over and over. And And it's like marijuana. Yeah. Like that's legal in a lot of states now, but even like still illegal drugs should not have as harsh of a charge as fucking rape and murder. murder. (laughs) Like let's just be real here. Or even fucking like assault. Because uh, you're yeah. you're just minding your own goddamn business when you're taking mushrooms. No. Like you're not doing yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not fucking with other people. Exactly. That's your own business. Exactly. 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 Anyways, 
I forgot uh, where I was going with that rant, but it's literally. Well, these guys are just pieces of shit. It's literally shit. it's literally what we eventually were there becomes like a little tour for Tony and his dad where they go first just um see Shawcross. After Shawcross dies, they go and see Metheny, mm-hmm. and then they go and see Gore. Um, he talks to Arthur and he talks to Joe, <laughs> which I fucked up a bit today. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't actually talk to David Gore because David Gore gets like freaked out about Tony's interest in the cold cases that he has. Mm-hmm. Um, but he actually does at one point, Gore draws him a map of where yeah. he keeps his trophies, which are hair, photographs, and scalps of women that he's killed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they actually legitimately find the area yeah. that it could be in, but it's such like a vague thing without actually getting him to pinpoint where it is. They uh-huh. can't dig around, but they know the area of where these yeah. things could be. And unfortunately, so much of it is like stuff that can decompose yeah. or be like, you know, even though they, David Gore says like, he like put it in a Ziploc bag and like did all these things to kind of preserve it. It's Florida. It's swampy. It's yeah. orange groves. Like you. Exactly. How many hurricanes like, have come? It's 30 years later at this uh-huh. point when they go exactly. look for it. But I because mean, because they the do start digging still there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, yeah, I think that they, like you said, they think they did found that, find the area, but what, anyone might find in there is probably not much at this point. Cause like you said, it's Florida. It's in an orange grove. Like they're going to be watering that shit anyway. And then it rains in Florida. There's <laughs> yeah. There's all these yeah. bugs in Florida. <laughs> there's you don't want to be in Florida is basically the moral of that story. But yeah, it's crazy. And that's like when I was like, reading and listening that's like where i interpreted kind of the the bigger shift of to- yes exactly yes. um because they like they're driving and they're trying to find this place and he's looking out the window and he's like this is the last place like they saw this was like you know that yeah, he, he does was- in all of these places take like a murder tour yeah which exactly because then there's the one with like lynn where he's thinking that too like you said and it's like and um maybe it's just the part that resonates with me the like that I like remember the most I guess I shouldn't say like resonates with me the most I guess I should just say the one that like sticks out of my brain the most mm-hmm. like when they're like driving there and going to find these and he's just like holy crap oh, the but like you, the- yeah yeah yes yes yeah, yeah the mother and the daughter uh-huh yeah Yes, but there's they're a just part so... where he's driving down like a beach access road where yes. Gore had kidnapped a Kid- mother. Mm-hmm. And yes, yes, if yes, she yes. hadn't have dropped her two daughters off at a different beach that day, it would have been the mother and two daughters. Yeah. And he's like, I wonder what she was thinking when because in this particular instance, Gore had drove through town with her handcuffed, handcuffed and a gun to point, the seat. Uh-huh. pointed at her. So people saw her 
there alive and she couldn't reach out for help so yeah it really does like the thought of touring these places is awful in my head but for him it it does present him with a different side of it and I think he does like you said there's a bigger shift of he obviously had the intentions because they went there to find these trophies Uh and like he's done it a few times before but I think yeah he he has a moment where he says like um I don't think that I need them, but they need me because without me, then they have no one to tell their stories to. And mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm going to be okay without talking to them, but yeah, they won't be okay without me mm-hmm. kind of thing. And right. it sounds weird, but because for the entire book, a lot of people in Tony's life were saying, Hey, you cannot be best friends with serial yeah. killers. And there's one point, especially when he's going on and off his medication and things are kind of up and down mm-hmm. for him where he's like, no, I need this. They understand me. I need to be doing this. So, like, it takes a while for him to see like, no, you don't. And these are people on the other side of it. And, yeah. And I exactly. get that. How you can be kind of blinded because what's in mm-hmm. front of you is this exactly. relationship with the person. But exactly. The person he was able to get that like connection with, unfortunately, mm-hmm. was the person who caused so much pain to others and did these awful things. But that's that's the person he was speaking to. That's the person he was, you know, learning about and telling them about his life and oh, very forming this we bond. didn't get into that but he get straight up into sex like yeah sex like they yeah tony talks to them like about his life too and about his worries and fears and wants and needs and you know it's it is like they are forming friendships and then yeah eventually he sees that it's more than yeah just that and i don't think he really he didn't think about it. Thought that about way, the victims think, yeah. as people. I think he just saw them as like these words on a paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like he was able or, to like people in the story, like that you read about, but it's yeah, never, exactly. Like, close to you, it's like, right? Yeah. Like not real almost. Mm-hmm. And then when he was there, like you said, driving those roads, taking these things, like murder tours, so to speak, and he was able to actually be like, oh wait a second. These people, like these people, are driving down the same exact road I'm driving down right now. Yeah, with a somebody who's gonna do these awful things to them, and he was just like, "Oh shit!" And I do think because we have three separate um, killers and three, mm-hmm. you don't get a full like timeline like you wrote to him this day and this day. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Big, but I didn't actually mind that at all. No, me neither. I think didn't the way take the anything. story was told when we go from Arthur to Joe to david you can see the shine is like new and sparkly with arthur and that's like right, his first right, 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 right. person and he really is like all into this friendship and more about the friendship than maybe finding out about mm-hmm. cold cases that's and you so can true. see how that evolves with each that's so true killer. because it so gets i thought like, the writing was really it good does, it gets more involved with the victims in the later murderers that he writes to and mm-hmm. like forms a bigger bond with yeah that's really good point right there yeah so just, most of arthur is just arthur right and, and he's, then, he's saying these awful things but he takes more time with arthur to build that relationship and i'm sure he did that with joe and david too but we're seeing in the book the right. all the time and attention that went into building that relationship and then he kind of shifts it towards other things Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's a good point 
All right. Well, that brings us to the last one, which I legitimately would read a whole entire fucking book about. If you wrote a whole book about this, I would read it. There's okay. So we're talking about Robert Hansen. Yeah. That was his name. He was a killer in Alaska. And I know about this because there is a movie with Vanessa Hudgenson. She plays the prostitute. Uh Uh, Oh, wait. Can I just stop you really quick? Because you always do that. What? You call her Hudgenson when her name's just Hudgens. (gasps) Is it really? Vanessa Hudgens? Oh, I don't give a shit. But you do it all the time. Sorry, I just had to say it. (laughs) Well, now I'm going to remember it. (laughs) Go on, go on. Sorry, sorry. No, now I have to. It really is Hudgens. Yes, girl. I don't know, but you do it all the time. Josh Hutchinson is who I think I'm thinking of. Oh, probably, probably, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't like her so much. Yeah. Even though I didn't mind her in uh, Tick, Tick, Boom, because she had a very background part. Anyways. Anyway. So the only reason I know about this specific killer is because there's a movie with Vanessa Hudgens. Uh, Who's the dude from... Cusack, John Cusack, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of, let me fucking pull it up. It's on Netflix and I literally watched it like a month oh, ago. Should I watch it? Yes. Okay. The Frozen Ground? I think so. With John Cusack, Nicolas Cage. There you go. I thought Nicolas yep. Cage was in it, but I yeah. wasn't sure the if it Frozen was that Ground. or another one. Yeah. So there's so many people in it. It is a great movie. Go. It's very, very 90s like serial killer movie mm-hmm. feel and vibes. Right, right, right. So when this came up, I was like, oh my God, because I had thought about doing a book about him before. Right. And I just didn't like get around. We didn't, we have like 600 books we want to read. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot. But so this man, and he's been covered in like a bunch of podcasts. Right. So I've heard the he's story over like, and over again. Mm-hmm. He's this dude who would kidnap sex workers, get them in his car, and like they'd be doing the thing. And then he'd bring them back to his house and chain them up while his family was gone. And then if he liked them, quote unquote, he would get in his airplane because this is Anchorage, Alaska. <sighs> and he was an airplane pilot. Yeah. Because you have to be in Anchorage, basically. Uh-huh. Get in his airplane with him and then drive the, or dr- drive them, helicopter them, I guess. Airplane them. Airplane Flight. them. <laughs> Fly them. Fly them. Why, <laughs> why was that so hard for us? <laughs> oh, we're fucking Oh, my stupid. God. We're dumb. Okay. We're okay. Anyways, he would fly yes. them to, like, a remote cabin in the woods. Yeah. And he was this man who, who actually did. You find out that he has a history of shit. But when mm-hmm. he is, you find out. Sorry. I want to get this no, right. Fine. I'm so, like, about it. So the way he gets caught kind of is uh one of the sex workers gets away goes to the police they don't really believe her yeah but they kind of check it out anyways Mm -hmm. he's literally getting her ready to go in his plane when she escapes so they swing by the air hangar and yeah (laughs) so like cautious about fucking up these words right yeah. now. <laughs> it's like is that right it is good. they swing by the air hanger and confirm that this guy actually was taking off mm-hmm. but then they interview him and he makes the joke about like oh you can't rape a prostitute 
And because he owns it, he's a fucking baker. He owns a bakery. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that's about. I know. It's weird, right? And he has a wife and kids. They're like, nah, he's an upstanding gentleman. And he does actually con two of his friends into giving him an alibi. But later on, that like comes apart. Mm -hmm. So it's very much like victim blame me very much like yes it's the 100 uh-huh. very much like it could have been stopped way before this but no one gave a shit so eventually he is um caught and put in jail and tony tries to write him but he doesn't respond to anyone's letters except for his family right but eventually his cellmate starts to write tony and his cellmate gives him like bits and details about hansen And his cellmate eventually says that he knows where this cabin in the woods that no one else knows. Right. Right. They've like speculated about it because when he was caught, they found a map with X's on it Mm -hmm. and they found bodies in some of these places. Mark. Right. And that's how they kind of put it together because they had already found bodies. They just didn't know who killed those bodies. Right. And they found this map and there's actually like more evidence. Exactly. So they go, and I think they get, like, 19 out of what? Like, 20-something. They can't find all of them. Right. They right. find, like, they get, like, a percentage. Them, uh-huh. So there are bodies still out there. And this cellmate says he knows where this cabin is, where it's in the middle of fucking Alaska, the Alaska. wilderness. So yeah, you can't. Exactly. There's no way it's to like, actually yeah, find it. It's literally you know. like the Alaskan wilderness. Yeah. There's no way to know <laughs> where this thing is unless you've been there before, basically, except where he like details it out for his cellmate. Eventually, Tony convinces the cellmate to like talk to someone, but. Because he's a criminal. Yeah. He tries to leverage it into like less jail time for him. He's in there for a burglary um, where he ends up shooting someone and that person dies. Mm -hmm. So he's in there for a while. Um, Basically, Tony gets in touch with the police and is like, hey, I have information about Hanson and maybe some other murders that he doesn't solve. He sends all of his letters from the cellmate. They get in contact with this like retired group of detectives who investigates it. And the book basically ends being like, we can't tell you what's happening, but we can tell you that Tony's part in it is like valuable and something is happening. Something's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's it. That's where it ends. And I really wanted like a whole other (laughs) fucking book about that. Yeah. Because there's a whole like, where's still so much more? How many people are there? What? Tony. Tony led to this investigation stuff because there's a whole thing about him having kidnapped and murdered these two people from a different town that they can actually place him in there because of Tony's letters with the cellmate. Like, Mm -hmm. what? What? It's crazy. So at the end of the day, we go through all this basically for Tony to actually help people. But it's such a fucking journey from point A to point B. The stuff that happens and the details we get in between are a lot and i loved this book but i'm saying go into it cautiously if you decide 100 cautiously that's where it ends i know it sounds weird it's a weird ending it sounds like a completely different start to another book i was which maybe they're leaving it up for that who knows i mean and i would read that book because <laughs> it was a good part of this book 
It's interesting. It was a whole thing. It was like Israel Keys all by itself in that tiny little park. Yeah, that's so true. What is it about these Alaskans? I mean, Alaska's fucked. It is fucked. Sorry, Sam. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry if you live there. We know you love it. It's beautiful. But I just, there's so many. There's a lot of crime. Yeah, it's a lot of crime in that state. I can't be that close to I can talk about it. We can podcast about it. I cannot be living that close to serial killers. I just can't. Yeah, I'm good. And the chances. I live close enough in Los Angeles. I'm oh good. my God. I'm California. Good. Jesus Christ. <laughs> California in the 70s, as we found out in fucking I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Yeah. California first... in the 70s was a shit show. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's how it ends. Yeah. And I love this book. And I know that 90% of this was probably uh, an intelligent rambling, but there's no way for us to go into details and feel comfortable. No, I would never. There's no way for us to really convey what happens in this book without you reading it. Yeah. Um, And I feel like that's probably every book. (laughs) So why are we here? But (laughs) this one times a (laughs) hundred. Yeah. Don't say that. (laughs) Why are we here? We're here for our our listeners, Jesse. I'm having an existential crisis this week. So (laughs) why are we guys here here for you? (laughs) Let's look at the bigger picture. No, anyway. No, I agree. Um, What we're trying to get at is this book does have a lot of layers. Um, yes. No, I'm like literally... I said, I didn't don't think I fully realized it until we started unpacking it. Mm-hmm. I think me sit like I said, sitting there surface level, I was just kind of like it was yeah, hard this to get was past good, the but it's just yeah. yeah. But now like sitting here and unpacking it, I'm like, oh wow. Because there is there's there's a lot to uncover, clearly. Yeah. I mean I um, always ask if we'd read it again, but I I couldn't this again, but I would (laughs) read. I would read his other stuff though. I get what you're saying. One hundred percent. The author did a great job. Yeah, he really did write it in a way that was. And uh, I'm still interested to know like what Tony's doing. I don't have any. Yeah, he. I mean, he's just hanging out with his girlfriend. I guess. Like, yeah, just probably still writing serial killers. Like you said, he's still doing the shit. Yeah, but um. I yeah, mean, at no. this day and age, you can literally be emailing with them. Oh, yeah. Do they? Have, well, we don't. Yeah, they have the prison system. Yeah. They get like <laughs> computer time and stuff. Okay, yeah. we're done. We're done. That's it. We're done. That's all we we're can done. get. Let's just we're stop. Yeah. Because we can literally keep talking about this and we don't need to. <laughs> we covered it. We're done. All right. If you so, want to know more, read the book. Yeah, it's it's something to read for sure. It's something to read. <laughs> I don't know how to. I'm literally going to call her Vanessa Hutchinson for the rest of my <laughs> life. Um, I'm just yeah. looking up the next book. Hold yeah, on. that's what I was going to say because I don't have the title. I just know it's, I know what you did last summer. Lois, Lois Duncan, right? 